Hello, hello. Welcome to our podcast where the dark corners are. Me the panda that I take it this time to celebrate April Fools. As you know, yep, still got it. And polar bear. And polar bears here. (laughs) Yes, everyone's still here. Polar bears here, and the infamous. I guess we don't really call you anything. The bunny. The bunny. The bunny in charge. Yeah, Mistress Bunny. Bunny mistress? Lady bunny. Lady bunny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're just staring at each other now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but tomorrow's April Fool's, so April 1st. Happy April 1st to you guys. Happy Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. My kind Happy of day. Happy April Fool's Day. April, April Fool's Day. Yeah, you don't celebrate it, I guess. Well, I'm good at pulling pranks. Are you? I am. She's not very good at pranks. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really pulled any pranks. I'm about to at work. What are you going to do? Call in sick? (laughs) 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 Gotcha, bitch. Ain't coming in. (laughs) That's the greatest joke. That's the greatest uh, prank you could do any time of the year. So, (laughs) But, yeah, but uh, April 1st, we are not celebrating, but remembering the tragic event that took place in Panama with two Dutch travelers and uh, just good Samaritan people just happened to celebrate April Fools in the worst kind of way with death. Why did you spoil it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's a little asterisk there. You can't see it, but I put an asterisk up there. Okay. So, yeah. So, this is the uh, the anniversary of Lisa Lisan. 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 Lisan Froom and Chris you want to say it? Creamer. Creamer. Their mysterious disappearance. They're dead. Well, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> they disappeared. They're dead. But they disappeared first. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> but usually how murders happen. They first disappeared first. But, well, alleged murder. Alleged well, natural murder. I've got news for you. Well, you everyone's got news. Yeah, sh- uh, the bunny is ready to unload on this. So she's been wanting to do this <laughs> for a long time. And every time she brings it up, I'm like, who, who, what am I, why are we doing Krispy Kreme? Why is it in Panama? <laughs> But it is probably our, one of our most recent ones, right? This happened, what, 2017? 2014. 2014? So eight years ago. Yeah, so, I mean, within the 10-year mark, that's that's pretty recent. So we're going to have Polar Bear take it off here and get her going so we can hear what the bunny has to say. All right, it's off. It's off? Yeah, you said take it off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool's. Got him. <laughs> Got him. What a fool. All right. So our two ladies... Lee San Froon and Chris Creamer. Lee San was uh, 22 years old when they lef- left on their trip. She was born September 24th, 1991. 
Chris was 21, and she was born August 9th, 1992. They both went to the same school, Dutch University, and they went on their trip to celebrate Lee Sand's graduation, I believe. Lee Sand studied psychology. She was smart and shy. And then Chris studied cultural education. And so they decided to celebrate and have their little mission, if you want to call it. You mission vacation. Yeah, vacation slash mission. Treat the world, treat yourself. That's right. That's like right. before they settle down in front of a desk for the rest of their lives. They wanted to go to Panama, to, to South America. One, to learn Spanish. And two, to tutor Local children. So they had like a little thing set up with the school there where they were like uh, come in and tutor for a couple weeks, three weeks, uh, I believe. Uh, So then they uh, boarded a plane from uh, Amsterdam to Costa Rica, then took a boat to Isla Colin. And then where did they, what's the name of the town? So they left Amsterdam on March 15th. Okay. And they arrived at Costa Rica. And then they traveled to Bocas de Taro in Panama, which they spent some time learning Spanish and enjoying the local... Well, they were early. No, we're going to get into that. What? (laughs) What? Okay. But there they hung out with a couple of other Dutch travelers. They were male men. And after two weeks, they arrived to their ultimate destination of Boquete on March 29th. That's what it was, Boquete. Boquete. Didn't write it down. That's all right. (laughs) They got there. (laughs) Yeah. So they arrived at Boquete, which where they stayed with a foster, not foster family. She was like a hostess. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's like what you guys did. Yeah. What's it's called? What do you call yourself? Foreign, foreign exchange home. Yeah. What do you call it? What do you call it though? <laughs> or an exchange. We're all looking at you. Host you family. Host, host family. family. That's what go. it is. See? Host I family. You, I'll see the greatest diamonds come out with pressure. <laughs> so the lady's name was uh, Miriam Guerrero, which is the the host family that they stayed with. And I think she kind of did it regularly. Yes, it's she not she first hosted other people. Yes, yeah, not her first rodeo. You dis- despite their the language barrier, Lee San actually got pretty friendly. They, they've actually tried to communicate. So when they got to the school or contacted the school that they were ready to tutor, the school said that they were early. W- whether they were early or there was some kind of misunderstanding where they weren't going to tutor. They weren't allowed to tutor for another week. You know, to me, this is the beginning of so much conflicting information. I mean, you just said it. Mm-hmm. First, the school didn't know that they were coming. Then it was the school said that they were early. And then it was, you'll have to come back, kind yeah. of a scenario. And it's like, how? why is there so many conflicting information? And this is literally just the tip <laughs> of this, you know, nightmare iceberg right. for this entire situation. Iceberg in Panama. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, so uh, one of them kept a diary. I believe it was uh, Lisanne. She kept a diary, and in her diary sh- that day she wrote that she was very disappointed they weren't able to start their tutoring, and they w- she wrote that the school was actually very rude to them and not friendly at all, and then she uh, she texted her mom saying pretty much exactly the same thing. Expressing her disappointment. Yeah. So they had some time to kill, and she was talking to her host family. What they could do in the meantime while they were waiting. 
and the host family directed them to different like language school to talk to and then they ended up making other plans they went and hiked up a volcano there's an active volcano right there next to where they stayed they also went to a coffee plantation and that's that's what they did in their meantime and then on april 1st well, i think that was a tuesday tuesday a, a tuesday I believe that was when they were originally supposed to start tutoring the children. That was the, that was the day. The misinformed day. The misinformed day. Right. And, you know, here again is the beginning, in my opinion, of where conspiracies start. These are college-educated women, and if you're scheduling your time, you want to make sure your dates line up with your arrival. So for them to have been told... You know, we weren't know you were coming or you're on the wrong week. Something's not right there from from the get-go. And I also read it was actually this particular school that hooks them up with a local tour guide by the name of Feliciano Gonzalez. Now, this is a name that's going to come up repeatedly. I mean, this... From you. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout the rest of the story. So, he... Somehow meets with them. He even offers to have them stay with him, which they decline. And they also mention that they were interested in in doing the Panista Trail. Panista meaning uh, piano. Pianist. The, the, pianist. the person that plays the piano. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah. Because of the way the, the hill or the hike goes. Yeah. He tells them that they need a guide. And for some reason, they initially kind of decline him but then they go ahead and schedule, uh, supposedly, his services the following day for April 2nd. Services. Right. <laughs> supposedly. Okay. Now, they go on and they even post on Facebook how they're going to do this and how they're going to do that. They, I think one of them even calls his, calls their boyfriend and says, we're going to do this. But then they change their mind. They end up deciding to go check out the Pianista trail. And they actually get taken to one of the trailheads by a taxi driver by the name of Leonardo Arturo Gonzalez, not related to Feliciano. <laughs> now, this is, my understanding, an eight-kilometer kilometer hike, and they're out there with very light clothing, tank tops, and shorts. They carry a backpack, which basically carries the the... A water bottle, some snacks, a compass, a solar pack, like a solar power pack, a knife, keys to their room, a Canon PowerShot SX270 digital camera, the camera case, some cash around $83, their cell phones. Chris has an iPhone. Lizan has a Samsung Galaxy. And... This hike in approximation, depending how fast they walk, is anywhere from five to six hours, which they understand. Also, it carries one of the girls' passports. I think it's Lizanne's passport and Chris's medical card. Now, again, this entire situation, I have read article after article after article, and I watched YouTube after YouTube after YouTube, and there were so many variants of the same scenario. It, it just it <laughs> throws me. But the taxi driver swears up and down that he dropped them off at 1.30. Well, he's completely off 
for some magical reason. Oh, yeah, because it was like Like at 9.30 in the morning. Right. See, that's just it. There's so much miscalculation even with their starting point that is going on. Supposedly it's 9.30. Supposedly it's 11. Yeah, I think the first picture or something was taken around 11 o'clock. So they get, he drops them off in a place where there's like two trailheads and they kind of get a little confused and eventually they make it to the Panista because this particular trailhead leads to a place called the Mirado. Like the summit part? Mirada. Mirado. The Mirado. El Mirado. Which is basically the continental divide point of Panama and this part of the world. So they make it. There's pictures showing that they make it. And they even hike down about an hour's worth of time on the other side of the continental divide. And that's it. That's what we know for a fact that happens to these girls. Were they by themselves? Just the two of them. There's talk about this supposed dog, Azul, accompanying them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's truthful. I think yeah. that's a lie. Because they took a taxi. I mean, they would take the right. dog in the they taxi. They don't care. I mean, it's not backwards out there, but they don't give a shit what's in there. They just... I'm no, a, I've th- seen Romance in the Stone. Okay, well, they about <laughs> birds and chickens. Leonardo, and I think, is on the level, and we're going to explain why. Well, you explain the story first before I, you start explaining. No, I just I told you the story. We know that they made it to the top. We know that they went down the other side, the Continental Divide, for uh, about an hour. And how do we know that? Because of the pictures. Um, they took a lot of pictures. They yes. took a lot of pictures. Okay. Okay. So that's it. That's all we know for sure. Okay, so let's talk about what happens after, because this is so much shit. They don't obviously show up on April 1st at night. For some reason, Marion doesn't, supposedly doesn't call the police. Well, yeah, I mean, they're 21-year-old girls. I mean, she probably assumed they were partying. partying. The next day, April 2nd, Feliciano rolls up at the hostess house and is like, where's the girls? He makes contact with the hostess lady. Right. And she's like, they didn't show up. He's like, okay. Somehow he convinces her to give them the key to their room. She says, oh, there's a hidden rock. There's a spare key in there. He goes into their room, and he's there for 30 minutes. And supposedly he's not alone. He supposedly brings a, a co-worker by the name of Elaine Wicked who is a German woman. Now, again, he's rolling up. He's supposed to be giving these girls a tour. Why do you have a second person there? Well, you said she's German, right? Right. So if she's European, they, they no, speak. No, she's supposedly one of his employees. Well, if she's German, though, she can relate. You mean language-wise? Language-wise and culture-wise. Well, either way, he's in the room for 30 full minutes. And then he calls her parents. This guy calls her parents. And then he goes around town. He goes to the school. And he goes to this local restaurant that the girls had been in. And five hours later, like at 730, that's when he decides to call the police. Now, this whole thing is haywire from the beginning. So he calls the police. 
And on April 3rd, a group of local uh, uh, tourist guides, searchers, actually start their search for the girls, including your boy, Feliciano. Now, this guy is just motherfucking shady. On April 6th, the after five days of being reported, the girls, or four days of the girls being reported, that's when the government of Panama decides to get involved. And conveniently, that's also the day that her their parents arrive from the Netherlands. And with them, they come with a special Dutch unit, and they search for 10 days, but basically come up empty-handed. The families also even put up an offer of $30,000. Nothing. So I'm just going to kind of give you a little brief timeline of events here. On May 27th, another set of special forces of highly trained sniffing dogs show up Panama from, from the Netherlands, and they look for nine days and they find nothing. However, on June 14th, this entire situation gets motherfucking rocked. Ten and a half weeks later, in perfect condition, we're talking nearly immaculate, a local tribal woman, a local Nogobi tribal woman, finds Lee Sands' backpack completely dry. And this is strange considering the fact that this is now the rainy season of Panama. And it had been raining heavily for the last three weeks. The backpack is dry. It's sitting close to the river of the Serpent River. And everything inside this backpack is just as immaculate as the backpack itself. But in addition to this, the woman says, hey, I was here yesterday. And this backpack was not here yesterday. And then, of course, there's the wonky report of whether or not she went to the police station with it or she walked into the police station and said, hey, there's this backpack you may want to check out. Now, she finds this, as I said, along the Serpent River. That's the English translation of it. This particular area is five miles from the, the point the girls went to, the Murado. I'm saying this wrong, and I know how to say this word, but it, it's kind of upsetting. But And then 10 miles away from the hostess house. And in particularly, this part of the river and this part of the trails is in Alto Romero. The same area where Feliciano owns a lot of property. And that's, I believe, where his coffee plantation is. So he's very familiar. He's a tour guide. He owns land. He has the coffee plantation. Now, they crack open the backpack. And they find two perfectly clean bras sitting neatly folded in the backpack. They find the girl's camera in its carrying case, their sunglasses, a water bottle, Chris's passport, Lisa's medical card, $83, and their cell phones. Gone is the compass, the solar power pack, a knife, and their keys to their their place, to their room. Now... I did read somewhere or watch something along the line that said that the Nogobi woman is actually an employee of Feliciano Gonzalez. Either way, again, this is literally located in his backyard. Now, jump ahead to June 19th. This is when the first set of remains gets found. Bones. Bone. Bones. Bones. And again, the information gets, oh, this whole thing's wonky. One of the vital remains is a shoe with a human bone in it. The whole 
foot. Oh, the, yeah, the whole foot That's to the right. ankle. Took the foot. Including skin attached to it. Now, this foot is cut clean from the leg. It's a clean cut. It's meticulous. It shows no other damage. And also, due to the lack of blood in the shoe, it is believed that the cut happened after, and the shoe belongs to Lizanne, died. Now, supposedly another shoe gets found, and supposedly, I heard both ways, it, it was Chris, it wasn't Chris's, but... I saw it wasn't Chris's shoe. I saw it. I, I heard it was a different shoe that didn't... Fit. I mean, the problem is, with that kind of thing, is it's like, how you know, I mean, uh, all we have, or like you said, the pictures. The pictures is the timeline they have from, that's the only timeline we have of that day. In and, theory. In theory. We're going to get into that. Right. So, but I'm saying is, you know... How do you know that's not – how do you know there is or there isn't a shoe? Let's take a picture of the shoe. Right. Either way, they find other bones, and they find, in theory, her shorts. There's a lot of mixed inf- information. That's the problem here, which is very baffling to me because we're talking only eight years ago, and technology and information should be on target, in my opinion. Well, it's in Panama, and the place – this, this town is not a very big town. And yeah, it's a touristy it town. Barely scratches the surface of that. Like people, I guess you know, you go on there, you look up TripAdvisor, and it's a beautiful place in the jungle and stuff. But I mean, the Panama government really, I'm assuming, doesn't care too much about. Well, they do want to keep it low key. Well, yeah, because, because billions money of dollars in travel, and if you people are dying, getting murdered, people are going to start avoiding. They're going to lose that revenue. Mm-hmm. Revenue, right. thank you, revenue. Well, sometimes murder kills. Anywho, so all of these bones. I think there's like a total of 33 pieces of bones get found. Is it the pelvic bone? Chris's pelvis bone gets found at that point in time, Mm -hmm. and they notice that it's very different from natural decomposing bones, and they come to realize that her pelvis bone had been bleached versus Lizanne's, who is a natural, in theory, decaying. However, any guesses who finds these bones on June 19th? Your boy. So your boy, yeah. The owner Shiano. of the town. That's right. The mayor of... Mr. Gonzalez. <laughs> now, on July 30th, more bones gets found. And again, this is along the Serpent River, which is basically Gonzalez's backyard. Lee this whole town sounds like it's a backyard, though. Sounds like he owns the brewery, he owns this, he owns that. And then he, <laughs> owns, he has his own trail company, because he probably is from, born, raised, everything from the Absolutely, city. he's native. Right. But the, here's the clincher. Bones are getting found up and down this river. The river only flows north. So keep that in mind. Now, again, time goes on. And on August 29th, more bones and skin are found. The problem is skin is the first thing to decompose because that's how you get the bone. Right. So here again, why are you getting fresh skin from someone supposedly dead? This is Lizanne's skin. Right. And that was that was one of the suspicious parts. It was like, not only is it just, you know, the skin's still on there, but it's like there was no markings or any, like, scratches or anything on like the bone. Like an animal ate like, yeah, or something. That made, made it seem that, like, why did the flesh fall off or decay off of the bone so fast? It's only been two months, a month. Well, no, no. At this point in time, we're talking four months. August, four months. August, four months. But, but either way, it's like it's not like you know they're gonna be just skeleton right right at that point. 
it is something worth noting that their skulls and major parts of their bodies really don't get found. But they do find a half of pelvis bone of Chris, and she's bleached. Why are you bleached? And they find, obviously, that this bleaching is not natural, and they find certain, like, I want to say chemicals, because even the soil has, like, chemicals in it. But it's not natural chemicals to the soil. Does that make sense? It's not chemicals that they would it's find in the soil. Correct. In fact, they even say it's like a lime has been used on her bone, when which is not. you skin tacos, you got to have some lime juice. No. <laughs> and at this point in time, they actually find another foot as well. So I, I know I'm no forensic expert, but how, how does one tell that's Chris's? So they actually run DNA tests. Dinner. So they, dinner. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> So they, they, they're able to tell there's chemicals on it, and it's Chris's pelvis based off her bone marrow or whatever. Correct. Correct. Now, of course, the you know the, the Panama government comes in, scoops all this up, and they come out with this. They just got lost in the jungle. They came to this monkey bridge of the Serpent River and fell in and died. The end. Case is closed. Yep. Okay. Again, the river only flows one way. So Whitey got bones and and debris on different sides of this river. Let's go back to April. Like I said, the parents arrive and they actually walk the Panista Trail themselves. And they do this all on video. Any guesses who's helping mommy and daddy? Your boy. Liciano. He's literally on the <laughs> video with them. And... You now see exactly what everyone else on this trail is talking about because the locals are saying it's really hard to get lost on this trail because yeah. it's one way in and one way out. And parents walk it and they're like, you have to work at getting lost. My children, my daughter would not have done this. Yeah, she's like, she's not that stupid. She literally <laughs> quotes the words in her language. She's not that stupid. <laughs> I mean, and the whole time, you know, I, the video, I watched it too. I mean, I watched the full day, you know, like clips and everything, but they they compare to where the photos were taken from the phones. They're like, oh, this is where f- this photo was taken. They, 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 you know, they do it by frame. Her, her cameras, yeah. And, and you know, you're right. Every local they interview, every local they're talking on, they're like, well, there's the trail. There's really nowhere else for them <laughs> to go. So there's no way they could have just left. Yeah, and it's not like the woods here where it's just tree bunch of space between tree it's a fucking rain uh, tropical rainforest there you can't really go off the path and plus too this trail is the back of people's property they're literally walking on people's property and the locals actually use it in fact the video of the parents they have to stop and let the locals go through with their cows so we're talking a very well walked well traveled thank you well traveled trail okay of the items that get Found in the backpack, of course, you know that that the essential items are the cell phones and the camera. And again, it behooves me that the camera is neatly zipped up, especially what happens with the cameras or what supposedly the girls do. So, the pictures, with the exception of the last ninety, are all taken on April first. Now, there's a problem though. There's a picture, the dub picture 509, 
that is that what was taken. Right. Well, the the camera yeah. <laughs> labeled the. Yeah, I don't understand what picture five hundred nine. Sorry, <laughs> bad joke. <laughs> the picture is believed to have been taken between after their hike, and the night of April eighth, when a, the series of ninety pictures get taken in the middle of the night between one a.m. and four p.m. And these pictures, literally every two minutes, there's a there's a picture. Okay. And the it's just random shit. Trees, the sky, supposedly raining, this rock. Darkness, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just nothing makes absolute sense. And then on top of everything else, there's this one highly unrecognizable picture of presumably Chris's the back of her head. And we know this because it's a red head right. with clean hair. And so there's the speculation that like you can see blood in it, right? I, I don't. Re- see I didn't see, I didn't see, any, see any blood, blood in, it. in it. Did you see the blood? No, I actually I'm looking at them. Some of the pictures right now, right? Just right. out of curiosity. Now, in the picture with her hair, you can kind of see almost like her neck and a black strap. Okay, so here they have the series of pictures of them walking the trail here, and then they have these ninety pictures of. Something in the middle of the dark, supposedly taken on April 8th. That's the camera. Let's talk about the phone. The phone gets, is obviously something of great importance. So Chris has the iPhone. Lizanne has the Samsung. On April 1st, the very first 1112, which is equivalent to a 911 call in America. So they're calling authorities. Begins at 4 o'clock, 4.39 p.m., with Chris calling approximately twelve minutes later, calling twelve or calling eleven twelve. Yeah, well, 11, one, one two, yeah. One one two. And it continues. Okay. The next one, that's it. There's no more attempts until the very next day at eight o'clock in the morning, eight fourteen to be approximate. Chris, there's an attempt and on Lisa's Lizanne's phone is 6.58 in the morning. So now they're trying to call in the morning. Lizanne, there's an attempt on her phone at at 10.53, at 1.56, and then, again, that's it. There's no attempts made anymore on Chris's phone, and it just goes this weird pattern of these great gaps, if you will, of time for both phones, and then for Chris... And this is the really odd part. Lizanne's phone dies on April 5th, and that's it. No more. But for Chris's phone, like everybody's phone now, you have to enter a pen. Starting April 6th at 1026, the phone is turned on, but the pen doesn't work. There's no pen. It's not working anymore. Whoever was trying to dial the pen got locked out. Correct. But the thing is, and this is something to remember, it does not matter when you're calling 911. When you open your phone, if you don't have the pin, if you need 911, it will call 911 for you. You don't need the pin. And I also read so that they were trying to dial 911 and 112, and either way, whatever they dialed, and if they had service, they would have it would have redirected them to the local. Uh, 
law enforcement or right. rescue emergency, emergency services. services. Exactly. So they never make a connection with the exception of one. One time and the call gets held for two seconds and then the signal dies. That's it. There is no locators on their phone to tell them where their location is, the GPS locator. None of that. And the other odd part is, is that, as far as I know, there are no text messages, there are no audio recordings, there are no... I mean, even if it didn't work, if you sent a text message, it might still send out a signal attempt. There's none of that. So, but supposedly there was one attempt to do something, but I've not really found any sufficient evidence as to A, if it really happened, and B, what it was exactly. So, the phone has a very strange pattern of calls... And after the fifth, Lizanne's phone is dead, and Chris's phone, no longer the pin, does not work. But again, when you're calling 911, that is not necessary. Now, getting back to the camera, some people think that they took the pictures to kind of help light their path in the dark. But this is seven days after they have already gone missing right so the search party is already out there looking for them and again because april 3rd is the local the local right. the local search party but no no remember the government boots them out when the parents arrive on the 6th mm -hmm. so it's the government now and the parents are out there looking the parents are there so that so that here's the thing real quick so if the local people start looking it doesn't matter how much ground they cover because it's just going to start right back over because the parents I mean, I'm assuming are going to be thorough. They're going to start right back at the beginning. So you make no progress in all those days you just made. Not if you boot those people out and not accept their information. Correct. Are you, are you going to believe the local people that Who are trying to find your child? Probably. Okay. <laughs> or at least take their information. So, I mean, well, that's the thing. Would you? I don't know. So, in my case, the parents being have some sort of sense of whatever and then the special forces they, they're probably like well we want to make sure it's done right so they probably start from the beginning so you just lost those first set of days because you wanted to be thorough which wasn't the wrong mistake or uh, sorry wrong choice it's just a choice right so that doesn't help the their cause to survive out there anyways yeah but i mean if they're out there and you already have the logos looking for them for Four days, uh, at least something, you know. Well, the people you bring are the people you're gonna trust. Correct. You're not gonna believe. And the they and they brought special Dutch forces with them. Well, so the special Dutch forces are probably like, well, to make sure we they did it right, we do it right ourselves. Probably. So getting back to the photos and the fact that they took these ninety photos in theory, and again, there's the curious one with Chris's hair. You know the. A lot of people would say, hey, why would they do this? Because obviously taking the flash would hurt their eyes. So, you know, there's a theory that they were trying to alert a search team. There's a theory that they were trying to scare off animals in the jungle. But the curious thing, again, is Chris's hair. She's in, in the junk, in theory. She's been in the jungle for a whole fucking week, and she's got, like, clean hair. Where are you sleeping? I, I, I don't know. So... After they find the backpack, of course, they start looking in that area. And whatever they found, the government found, they never really released. Now, 
to me, this is like watching a horror film. And there are certain rules to horror films, one of which means you got to go back to the beginning because the viewers, the people involved, are likely to miss something, saw something they didn't understand, or was never shown previously. So let's go back to the beginning. What stands out? What's the one thing that stands out so far? White people. <laughs> Feliciano. <laughs> yeah, you, you made uh, Feliciano stand out. Okay. <laughs> this guy is everywhere, especially for a set of girls he literally just met. He's probably being, you know, I, no. the nice guy. Well, <laughs> he is a local tour guide. And even though he does have a lot of positive reviews, there was one review of a woman that said he was very inappropriate with me. He made suggestions of how he could do things to her, and he you know, was kind of wielding this machete because that's what they carry on their, their guides. And he's also known to be inappropriate with other tourists, especially he's known to have an inclination towards European women. And, and like I said, the bones are being found in Alta Romero, where, again, he owns land. He knows this region. Here's the clincher. Feliciano has a son by the name of Henry. Henry also has an inclination for European girls. He gets her from daddy, apparently. Henry is also the leader of a local gang called the Los ND5. There are five gang members. Fucking love gangs. Henry, Jose Miranda, Osman Venezuela, Jose Manuel Maragas, Herberto Gonzalez. These names are about to become very important. It's believed that Henry bumped into these girls about the time when, remember how I said that our taxi driver, Leonardo, dropped them off in a kind of a confusing area, and the girls started asking direction as to the right area. Well, it's believed that they bumped into Henry at that time, and he promised to take him to the trailhead which, with his friend, with a friend of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drop him off to the trailhead. The girls go up there. We know this. And, they, and, and, and the Panama government wants you to believe that they never came down, but I don't believe that's true, not for a second. Because there are six witnesses that reported that they not only saw the girl, they even, you know, hello, including the taxi driver who dropped them off and including an American that said, I saw them come down the mountain. They passed me. But when Leonardo, the taxi driver, saw him, he also said that Henry and his buddy were at the Benista trailhead and that he saw them get into Henry's car, his sidecar. Now, it is believed, okay, this is a theory that I think is accurate, and I'm going to explain why. It is believed that when he picked them up from the trailhead, he offered to take them to a place called Cadera Springs. The girls accept the offer. Henry takes them to the hostess house. That's where they change out their clothes. And one of the things that the six, one of the witnesses of the six people said that one of the girls wasn't looking too good. And Miriam herself said that Lizanne herself was not feeling too good. So once they pick the girls up from the hostess house, they take them to the local pharmacy. And it's all recorded on camera. Then they go to the springs. 
And here's where things get wonky. And this is all a lot of this is based on a video YouTube watch that I watched that I truly think to a large degree is accurate. Alternative theories did this. This is where they believe that picture 509 gets taken. They believe it is a picture of either Chris, Lee Zion took a picture of Chris of the Springs, or it's the two girls, you know how they pose selfies with each other? Either way, it's proof that that is their location at this point in time. That's why this picture is missing, because it doesn't sit right with the Panamanian government of they got lost in the woods. This picture tells shows not only where they are, it potentially even shows who they're with, and it potentially shows who murdered them. When Henry takes them to the springs, he is accompanied by Jose, and he's accompanied by Osman. So three out of the five gang members are all together on this trip. Gang, gang. Now, sometime after Fun in the Sun, Henry gets out of the springs. He takes out Osmond's cell phone, takes a picture of the four of them. Mm-hmm. Lizanne, Chris, Osmond, and George. That sounds right. No. Is it George or Jose? No, it's George. It's George. Now, after a few beers, Henry starts to get, who's, who's known to get inappropriate with women. He's an alcoholic. That Correct. was the big rumor. Shit turns dark real fast. Her alternative theories, they believe Henry pulls out a gun and orders the girls behind a tree line where he and George then repeatedly rapes them. Osman, who does not believe that this is okay, he goes back to the car and refuses any part of it, which is kind of interesting because supposedly one of the other theories was originally Henry was supposed to bring the girls to this other well-known tourist guide who was going to then push them on to sex trafficking personnel. Okay. But the local tour guide, the second guy, his name is Panino Montenegro, and an unknown associate, back out. So now Henry's got these girls, and he's got to figure out what he's going to do with them. So he decides... Their theory is, is that Henry takes Henry and George take the girls to a cabin. And Osmond is there. He's not wanting to participate in any of the raping or anything of this nature. Now, Osmond then takes off. He's like, I'm out. Fuck this. I, I don't want any part of this. The fifth gang member, Herberto, hooks him up, hooks Henry up with a man named Edwin Guerrero, who's from the restaurant the girls ate their brunch at to discuss the black market human organs. And supposedly during this meeting, Henry agrees to provide a set of lungs at an undisclosed location for April 10th, which he does. As for Osman, he takes off and Henry and George and Jose all know and Herberta all know they got to get this guy. For some reason, Osman agrees to a meeting on April 2nd, the next day, and they kill him. On April 3rd, his family reports him missing, and they find his body drowned in the Chirisco River. This is the first of dead bodies to pop up. Now, this is how, why I think this is their theory is correct and why 509 is missing. When they go to check Osmond's cell phone, 
they find the picture that Henry took of all four of them. And it is labeled under the name of Chris, C-R-I-S-S, Chris, in his phone. In the meantime, George and Henry move the girls to a cave, and they hide out there with the girls. And the reason why Alternative Theory believes this is because they interviewed a search and rescue person who said, we believe they were in a cave. Here's the video proof. And they show the video proof of food, snacks, and juices in a, in a bag. And the guy said there was even a shoe insole where there was hair attached to it. And, you know, this is, you could see on the video, this is fresh trash. Now, again, the problem is, is that the Panamanian government wants to, literally shove the theory that the girls got lost. So they're literally ignoring the six witnesses, including the taxi driver, the rescue team that says, hey, we found this stuff. And they're trying to sell this bullshit that they fell in the river. Okay, let's talk about the camera. We know for a fact that it was tampered with. And it was either tampered with the people that abducted them, Henry, or the Panamanian government. All alleged. No, not allegedly. Allegedly Henry. Right. And this is how they know. The particular camera that she had, if you took a picture and you deleted it, it would erase it and reset it to that number. So if I took a picture, number 100, yeah. mm-hmm. and I deleted it, the next picture I take would register as no, 100. 100 again. Oh, okay. The only way you can delete a picture is you plug it into a computer and the computer deletes it. Human can't delete it directly from the camera. Human can only delete it directly from the computer. So that's how come they believe that the Panamanian government tampered with. Well, somebody did. More importantly, they also believe there's, and I do believe this, that several of the pictures were manipulated and they were cropped. They were tampered with. And here's why I truly believe they're right on the money. Alternative theories is right on the money. They put out there the theory that Lizanne was supposed to carry the backpack one way and Chris is supposed to carry the backpack the other, which is exactly what happens. But in the order of the pictures, you see them alternating the backpack back and forth. And the pictures end uh, about an hour on the other side of the divide. You don't see the pictures coming back because I think they manipulated the order of the pictures. In addition to that, when you look at the pictures when they're on the very top, the, the apex part of the mountain, the girls initially have, Lizanne particularly, has her hair up in a ponytail. When they come back, you know, she's hot, she's sweaty, she takes it down. Plus two, in addition to that, the timing between the pictures don't make sense. Eight seconds, six seconds, and they're in complete different places. And in the background, the clouds, the arraignment of the clouds don't make sense. And picture 499. It's a picture of Lizanne. She's standing off in, in the picture. She's on the right side. And again, I do believe they tampered with the pictures. They falsified the background. To me, she's got one small boob and she's got one big boob, which don't make sense. 
You can take a look at it yourself. I'm, I'm, I am. Sorry. I shit my bed. You don't have to fucking wrap me out. Fuck. <laughs> and the, the cloud cover also does not add up in the shades on the mountains behind them. But we already know that somebody tampered with the camera and the information on the camera, which brings me to the timing. Supposedly, these pictures were taking, uh, the date is April 1st. We know this. However, if Lizanne is anything like me, I don't really organize the time. I just put, I just scroll past date. Right. Date's probably the only thing I have accurate. But the point is, is that supposedly it was lined up to the Netherlands time. Right. So the Panamanian government Never has put updated. out these date stamps, but we know that they're being dishonest. So why are we trusting the time? and the arrangement of the date stamps, the time that it was assigned to the date right, or to the stamps or to the pictures. We need time zones between the Netherlands and South America. So I believe the chronological order that was put out by the Panamanian government is a lie. I don't trust the time because it fits their timeline and that doesn't necessarily negate that it's the truth. Okay? So I do believe they returned. Chris was wearing the backpack on their way back. And this is the thing that just absolutely floors me. Here you have this backpack. The camera's neatly put in the case, which floors me because here again, supposedly these girls are in a panic taking these pictures. Right. I wouldn't take time to Dying. put it back in yeah. the... Right. Yeah. The Panamanian government does not bother to take any fingerprints, supposedly, and doesn't bother taking any DNA off of any of the evidence of the backpack itself or the items found in the backpack. However, they do give this, this evidence to the Dutch government who does run the DNA and the fingerprints. They find 30 prints of unknown origin on the backpack and this contents in addition to one male DNA sample on the backpack. Or Sample? Yes. They, they confirm. I don't know. Oh, okay. Great question. Let's see. But they yeah. found they confirmed Lizanne's, they confirmed Chris's, and then they're like, "There's this guy. Who's this fucking guy?" Now let's talk about the bras because the bras are literally neatly folded. I don't know about you, but I promise you, if I'm in the motherfucking jungle, I'm not taking my bra off because it's hot and sticky, and the girls need to you know be held up. That's just how it is. There's a theory that alternative theories has put out, and I think. They might, again, be right on the money that in the 30 minutes that Feliciano was in their room, he grabbed what he knew that the girls had worn last to prove that they never made it back to the hostess house to show that they, again, were lost in the jungle. I mean, I don't know how he knew which exact bras to bring or whatever, but if they're, the girls were like me and they just tossed it aside to switch out their bathing suits, it's kind of the obvious bra, you understand? The unpacked, tossed bra. Now, again, the other question is, where's the keys? Right. This is the most essential thing you need besides your cell phones to get back into your comfort place. Keys are gone. So you said they found the keys? No. In the backpack? Never found the keys. So let's talk about the loose ends of this scenario. We just explained how Osmond died drowning literally two days after the girls. Next up is Leonardo. The taxi who dropped them off and said, not only did I see um, Henry and Jose pick up the girls, or George. George, he gets found in a shallow lake having drowned March 8th, 
2015, a year later, almost a year later. His body gets found by a gentleman by the name of Caesar Castilla. Now, Caesar is a climbing instructor, healthy guy, you know, and he sees the body floating in the water and he's like, oh my God, it's a dead body, but I don't understand how this guy died. There's no head trauma. There's no visible reason why Leo's dead. Caesar himself is later found dead in a shaded tree area near Panama City on April 8th, 2018. So the taxi driver's dead. The guy who found the taxi driver's dead. Osman is dead. Let's talk about Jose, who's the fourth person in the picture. He gets killed in a hit-and-run collision, and his body is found on the side of the road. So essentially everybody in that picture is now dead. Now George, who has been helping in and out this situation... He remember he I I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but he helped Henry move the girls from the cabin to the cave. Allegedly. His mother owns the very pharmacy that the girls and Henry visited on April first. And like I said before, there were cameras running during their visit. Would you believe that the camera memory of oh. this timeline gets accidentally and I'm using air quotes here deleted that's crazy crazy george gets drowned in a shallow water in the grande stream of dos rios on april 4th 2015 so three out of the lost gang members are now dead and any physical evidence of Henry being seen with the girls is now gone. In addition to all of this, of the 90 shots that the girls took, supposedly took, the Panamanian government keeps 10 of them. They never release them. So here they're shoving this idea of they got lost in the woods, but you want to hold 10 pictures to verify that what you're, what you're peddling? No. no, I'm not buying that. If... If you want this to confirm this theory, why hide these pictures? So there's something wrong with this entire situation. I do think the girls were abducted. I think the fact that Leonardo is dead verifies that it was Henry, Feliciano's son. Feliciano showed up, swiped what he could to help protect his son. And everybody who didn't participate or wasn't good, you know, with the main gang leader fucking got killed. And they, they killed poor girls. And unfortunately, their their organs on the black market. I have a terrible feeling that Chris got killed first, potentially for the lungs. And they kept Lizanne for a couple of months because it's her skin that gets found both in June and and fresh August. So I, I think they kept her longer. I really hate saying that. And it hurts my heart to say that. But. The truth is, you can't shove your own fucking theory down. You have to follow the evidence. Again, skin is the first thing to break down. And if you have fresh skin showing up in August, that probably still means alive. that person was alive. Right. Look, it takes a town to hide a person. It does. So, probably shouldn't visit this town anyways. <laughs> but, like you said, it's a theory. No. And I think it's a good one. I, every. Theory is a good one to a point. <laughs> Little fun fact: I was watching one of one of the videos, and uh, they were inter- they had an interview with the parents' lawyer, and the parents' lawyer showed up with a 
big bodyguard, and he made a statement that he's already he already got a death threat sent to him for working on the girl's case. And if they're really lost in the woods, why are you getting death threats? Right. It's like, you know. We'll stay out of our business. Yeah. Correct. Don't fuck this up. And and it's well known that, you know, cartels and the mafia and there's... That's exactly, that's exactly right. Right. If it's not sex trafficking, it's, it is organ. Black, black, black market, market organ. I'm, I'm not going to say donation, but... Against <laughs> <laughs> uh, your will donation. Sells. That's going on. So I think they truly mistrusted the wrong person and they were set up. And I and I do think it's a bit of a stretch that the school had something to do with it. It is fucking funky that the school acted like we didn't even know you were coming. How could you not know? I have no doubt there were emails confirming everything. Yeah, anyone could put the email of we're school.org, you know? Great. I, that's excellent. I didn't even think that. So that's what I'm saying is it's probably the tour guide. Because if you watch the video of the parents, so I, I like that video a lot because he, like, smiles on camera. He literally smiles making jokes on camera. And you're... And with the dead parents. <laughs> yes. So it's like, oh. The dead parents whose face are sagging with sadness. Because now they're just confused because they see, you know, they're hoping to see answers. On this trail, maybe some sort of answer to explanation of why they were left. I don't know if it was, in turn, a setup. I don't know. It might have been a setup. It's easy. It's easy to answer an email or see a program online and go, "Oh, that seems like a great idea." And you, anyone can make a fake website, make a fake review, do whatever. It's not hard. It's not hard. Anyone in, in the back streets of Panama, you could do it too. <laughs> it's entirely possible. What you're saying is entirely possible. But. I don't know if they went to the, all that extent. They don't seem organized enough to keep moving these people. And it's just, and it's just all. It's it was so it's organized because if they find why bring the backpack back? Great question. Why leave the cell phones? Right. So it's and and, and speaking of that, okay, going back to the cell phone, I just want to cover this real quick. It is believed um, alternative theories put out the idea, and I and I kind of. Uh, <laughs> I can see where they're going with this. It is believed that every time one of the girls was allowed to go to the bathroom and was escorted by the person protecting them, quote unquote, or not protecting, watching but them. watching them, the other would call their best, which is why a lot of the predominant calls were in the morning because after night, can I go to the bathroom? It's the morning bathroom break that gives them the opportunity. And then there's these large gaps of time where – the other can go to the bathroom and the, while one goes and makes the phone call. So to me, that makes a lot of sense. But again, even without the pen, you could still call 211 or 911 or what have you. And the other thing, again, the picture with her hair being clean. Well, like you said, I, I just. I didn't think about the cropped out. But it, it makes no sense. None of it makes sense. Because why even leave the pictures up? Why give the camera back? I honestly think the pictures is a major decoy, and the picture of Chris's hair was a mistake. I think the criminals that had them went out to the middle of the jungle that they were familiar with and basically just took a bunch of pictures to, for a couple of hours. To make it seem like they were in the woods in the middle of the night? Exactly. But it makes the, why even leave the chance anyways? 
to it, it makes no sense because they're locals. They're they know the government. Pro- the probability of the government saying, "Oh, they got lost in the woods." If we set it up this way, they're going to bite and they're going to push it because they, the Panamanian government, the Panama res- had uh, tourists is such a big deal. Yeah, I think it's like eighteen percent of their like gross income. Yeah, correct of the country. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just leave the shit out there. So, and that's why I think why these people died. It's not because they weren't for the cause. It's because they were being punished for fucking up. Right. For causing a bigger hysteria than it needed to be. Correct. It wasn't a clean job. Right, because right, they didn't die right away. Like, like they well, got Osmond spooked. died right yeah. away. Well, yeah, he did. But, like, the re- like the gang, they didn't, you know, they didn't get spooked. Like, oh, you know, it's a big news thing. Let's kill all the witnesses. And they died throughout the... The next course. couple yeah, of years, next co- yeah. yeah. Course of next couple of years. So, all right. So that's my story. But and that part seems organized, so it does lead to the possibility to a their involvement, involvement with a higher power. Not going to say who may or not. It's too early. Okay. <laughs> we may have to revisit this, <laughs> but I, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. It's honestly they 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 were straight up murdered. Um, but it's just. It just none of it makes any sense because why, why leave any of it to chance with the bones, and anything else? You why? said the same thing with the, uh, uh Dallas Pass, yeah. True. Like, like why? Why is there anything left? To so trying to set to it up. Try to give quote unquote closure so people stop asking fucking questions. But it's more questions. I know. People are fucking idiots. And that's the best <laughs> part. You create this m- crazy mayhem. And people focus on the mayhem and not necessarily asking the right people the right questions. They're covering it up. I I think they know exactly who did it, the Panamanian government. Why the fuck that they're covering for these degenerates? I don't know. Because the the you know who's controls the you know what's. All right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's too early. It's twenty twenty two. I can't say the things I gotta say. <laughs> I like the the theory that they came back down the mountain because every you know everything you watch you know you're researching in this case and you watch it and you're like they went up the mountain and never came back and I'm like okay did they get killed over there and everything but not you went in such a great detail and in, into the theory that you know they came back down this you know this didn't happen a you know then or there it happened completely in a different place and you know completely different time. But everybody's so focused on April 1st in the woods that exactly. nobody would even bother to look anywhere else. Well, because you're, you're already programmed in your mind. You know, you watch the first 48 or you know, all these documentaries. If you don't find the person, the, the, clu- the best clues are found from the first day. Mm-hmm. That's what you're programmed to believe. But it's either the beginning or the end where you find the, mo- the biggest clues. Alleg- that's what you're programmed to believe. Right. And I, you know, I'm no detective, <laughs> but you know, that's you know, all the crime shows and everything else. That's where it tells you. It's like, this is where it's gonna. This is where you're gonna get most of your information until you can pos- fit everything into the middle. So that's it. That's our story tonight. <laughs> On to business. Polar bear. Do you want to take over? What? Oh, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Oh, okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, last thoughts. No, you do Facebook first. Oh, Facebook first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. We have a Facebook page. If you'd like to check it out, check it out. If you don't, check it out anyways. (laughs) Uh, It's really great. 
That's cool. <laughs> but in the meantime, <laughs> if you have a, another major mystery that you would like us to delve into, send me an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Oh, final thoughts. Don't be a tourist in a foreign country. <laughs> Your organs are uh, highly desired. <laughs> All right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. <laughs> <laughs>